What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of the Grogu's Gang podcast. I'm your host. My name is Carter, or at the Bro Wars, if you know me from Instagram. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what the show is all about. Grogu's Gang is just a group of bros chilling, talking Star Wars around a nice water cooler. Every other week, we will be recording a show, and in that show, we will be answering questions sent by you guys. If you'd like your question featured, send it to at Grogu's Gang on Instagram or email it to Grogu's Gang Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to all of our Instagram pages and send it in when we put up Q&As for the podcast on our stories. But without further ado, let's meet three awesome guys that I have the wonderful privilege of working on this podcast with. Mike, how you doing, bro? Dude, I'm, hello, just hello to everyone, and I'm uh, honored to be here, and I'm excited to just chat uh, around a water cooler, our imaginary water cooler. Uh, socially distant, of course, but I'm, I'm excited to just talk Star Wars, as always. Awesome, man. It's awesome to have you here. Um, Arda, what's up, bro? Good, what's good? You might know me as Bong. You might know me as Bong Crow on Instagram. Uh, Excited to get started. Let's get it, man. Um, Caleb, last but not least, how you doing, bro? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? Having the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I am, uh, my name's Caleb, and I'm from Star Wars underscore database on Instagram. Dude, I'm I'm excited to be be with you all and to talk Star Wars because uh, well, I've never really talked to Bong Crow uh, really about Star Wars except his <laughs> Thrawn and Haiti reviews, but that's okay. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> but that's it. And the Bro Wars, I'm you know I'm he used to listen to my podcast back in the day, and now he's doing his own podcast. So, like I said, I'm just honored to be here. Awesome, man. All right. Um, so, first question. Let's get it right here. What is your favorite era and why? Ooh, should I should I go first? Yeah, man. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. So, um, obviously, it's got to be the Clone Wars. It's uh, the Clone Wars era has always interested me. Uh, ever since uh, I watched A New Hope, I think. Uh, I wa- that was like one of the first Star Wars films that I watched because I still hadn't gotten into Clone Wars that much. Uh, but I watched A New Hope and they referenced the Clone Wars. I'm like, well, what's that? And then there's also a show going on at the same time. So uh, I just watched the heck out of that movie. I know that movie gets a lot of uh, crap on it, but I, you know what? And I'm, I'm one of the first people to say like that movie is terrible, but it's also considering the fact that it was three episodes put to one, you know, but just even without the Clone Wars show, it, I think it's just a very fascinating era um, where we, well, the, you can argue that the Jedi are in the prime or not, or at least they think they are, but it's just like, man, it's just going downhill from here. So, and just, it's an era that's filled with so many characters and so many storylines that like, it can go on and on and on and on and on without ever it feeling too filled, in my opinion. So I just, I have a very special bond with the era. So gotta say Clone Wars era. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, me too, bro. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, you think Star Wars, bro. It's got wars in the name. Clone Wars, man. I, as far as the show, really, uh, that's what really makes the, the favor for me. And, like, the clones and stuff. But Episode 3, uh, Revenge of the Sith, that really, that really backs it up. I think I just like it because... Um, 
it's, it's like kind of like a tragedy, bro. You know it's going to end in, in sadness, but it's, it's just fun. It's like watching a train wreck, man. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I got to go with the Clone Wars as well. It's just the most interesting for me, and the characters are phenomenal, and the setting is great, and just all the uh, the intrigue between Anakin and what, where he's going to go. I mean, we know how it ends, but just seeing how he gets there, and obviously the clones are uh, pretty damn interesting. Yeah, I'll say Clone Wars too, obviously, but I will say I have a – the imperial imperial era is a special place in my heart just because of darth vader um but yeah i mean you can't really compete with the clone wars imperial era all right so speaking of clone wars um this is this is a huge topic especially with mandalorian people were people are asking this um mace windu guys is he dead or alive what do you guys that think dude uh, is dead that that man's dead. Dead. He is dead. Yeah. Ashes <laughs> gone. He's not coming back. <laughs> Gotta I say agree, he's I agree. dead. I could listen if if they came out tomorrow and said, "Hey guys, like he survived, he's alive." I'd be like, "Okay." I mean, it's not it's not the most far fetched thing, but I like to believe that he's dead. There's no reason for him to be alive. Like they they're already exploring. You could you you know you can make it for a, like oh he's trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. But they're already doing that with different characters yeah. in the in the post Order sixty six era. So if he remains dead for eternity, for, or well, at least for the rest of my life, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, I definitely, I definitely think he's dead. But if if he is somehow alive, like I'd believe it because he's Mace Windu. And I mean, as uh, I think it's Samuel L. Jackson said, like Jedi have survived worse falls. So like I could see it, but I don't really see a purpose for it. Darth Maul was cut in half and he survived, but yeah. Mace Windu is <laughs> yeah. not the most far-fetched thing. Right. Yeah, especially with how yeah. strong he is. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. offer a more extreme opinion. If they said he was alive, I'd be pretty pissed off. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, yeah, there's just no need, like, you don't need to, it, it would feel so forced, man. Right. Like, it, it would feel so, I mean, it is Star Wars, but it would feel so fan fiction and, like, just... Yeah. Like, like, why? What are you going to do? That that whole era is already so fleshed out. Like, bringing Mace back, you're not going to be... I, I don't think you're going to be able to tell some huge story that's, like, comparable to something like Darth Maul's at that point. Yeah. I, I think it's, that um, with Mace Windu, like, bro, that dude was one of the leaders, the top guys of the Jedi Council. And if he was alive, we definitely would have seen him by now, like, reacting with everything going on. Like, he would have been leader of the rebellion or he would have tried to get start something going like i feel like we already would have seen him but also i if yeah, they do bring like him back i so feel hard like to explain him i feel like it would be cool like a cool reason for me why he would come back is if boba fett kills him like right away like boba fett sees that there's a jedi loose and, and mace windu's like kind of scavenging around or something and it's like it's, a, it's like a boba fett story where he goes to get revenge on his dad or something and kills him mm. off just right away before Mace Windu can start anything big. See, I would like that because it adds to something. But if you just bring him back just just cause or like yeah. some dude on YouTube is doing that, oh, he's gonna fight Vader. It's just like for what? Like that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, it, it just it feels very fan servicey at this point. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure I pretty I I said that about Boba Fett coming back, but like they handled it so well. And maybe they could out. 
you know, maybe they could handle Mace Windu coming back um, well and, and with the story, but it's just like right now, just from just from the outside, I'm just like, just just leave him dead. Like at this point, reviving everyone just sounds very, uh, it's, well, it's just overdone now. So Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. The, the other thing, um, I, I, I'm not going to take credit for this idea. This came from me, came to me from Noah, Mike, you know, Noah, Star Warrior on Instagram. Yes, Go follow okay. him if you, if you don't. Um, he, we were talking about this. He mentioned that, um, I mean, the moment where Mace dies, that's the moment Anakin literally sells his soul. Like, you don't want to do anything that undermines that, right? Like, bringing Mace back, I, I would say, sort of just undermines that whole moment. And I, yeah, that's not what you want to do at all, right? Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, you don't want to do anything like undermine his sacrifice with... Uh... Palpatine coming back. Am I right? Exactly. Next question, Carter. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to get crazy right on this now. one. Um, so check it out. Speaking of Boba Fett, now we're going to this. This one's easy for me. Slave One or Razor Crest? Slave One for me, easy. Slave One. Yeah, it's got to be Slave One. It's just iconic. I, I mean, know. I love I love the Razor Crest, but I don't know. I really like it. But Slave, one. nice. Slave One's pretty pretty much undefeated. Yeah, I'll go with Slave One, although I don't really have a strong opinion. I've seen, seen it in Ultra HD in The Mandalorian. Oof. Yes. Bro, listen, I, I love the Razor Crest and, you know, the sound effects it carries where it sounds like a uh, Republic gunship. Yeah. Love that. But at the same and, – and I love Mandalship because he has, like, a whole arsenal. Like, he has everything yeah. you need in there, it seems like. He even has a, a little carbon freezing chamber in there, which I think is awesome. But – Slave One, come on. When we saw it in the first time in Mandalorian in the um, in chapter 15 or the tragedy, the tragedy 14, whatever, yeah, chapter it was. 14, chapter 14, the tragedy. Wow. Um, as soon as it came up, I got chills, and just that sound effect is still unmatched by any sound yeah, effect, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, also, seismic charge. The, uh, Ooh, seismic yo. charge. <laughs> The ro- and and then you know in, in the believer we see that it has a rotating uh, a rotating part of the ship that's just like always oh that was great like I just loved it and uh, nothing gave me more chills than seeing the slave one and and seeing it in action too in the finale that was great so yeah gotta say uh, slave one definitely especially, especially with those guns going backwards on there that was awesome I was that about was to mention yeah. that bro yes yes all right check it out see more of it in the book of Boba. I want to cool. see like more of the interior, like if he's got like a personal quarters stuff like that too. For sure. So cool. Um, check it out. Here's the next question right here. Um, what's the difference? Okay, every okay. Listen to this. Let me let me do some thing right here before we talk about this. Everybody's always talking about gray Jedi and stuff like that. It's, it's time to clear it up right now. What's the difference between Qui Gon and gray Jedi? Dang. Um, I, would, I was just going to say the first thing I would say, like, just to be super clear, like, Great Jedi are a thing in Legends. They're not a thing in Canon. Like, it's that simple. Um, I think, and I, I don't know much about what they're like in Legends, but I have read that they're like sort of two definitions. One of them, people that blend like both sides of the Force, right? The other um, Jedi that like just don't really care about the Jedi council and what their principles are so i think i mean you could kind of say qui-gon falls in the latter category um but he's certainly not somebody that like blends both sides of the force 
Yeah, I want to. I definitely want to pick it off. Uh, piggyback off that because Qui Gon, like great Jedi, they operate outside uh, the Jedi Council. But at the end of the day, Qui Gon still reports back to the Jedi Council. It's not like he's just like a totally independent dude that just wanders off in the galaxy as a great Jedi. But like Qui Gon is still rooted at the. I mean, you know, he's not flipping to one side or the other it's like you're either a jedi or not and qui-gon is definitely a jedi he tries he's the for me when i think of jedi i definitely think of like you know luke skywalker qui-gon so he's just not guided by the council as much or he's not influenced like if you read Mas- the book master and apprentice you'll see what i'm talking about but or you get glimpses of it in that book yeah. too yeah read the book <laughs> uh, so yeah, I gotta say it's there, there's a huge difference between Qui Gon and Grey Jedi. But yeah, yeah, for me, I think like Grey Jedi are just even though like they they are Jedi, they just they operate so far out from it that I don't think Qui Gon can be that. And I've always, or at least I think, I think I've always thought of Qui Gon as one of the most prototypical Jedi, at least like the one that I think holds most true to what they should be. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Definitely. I couldn't even have said it better myself. You guys sounded that perfectly. <laughs> I got nothing <laughs> else to add on that. I'm always um, scared of that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, all right, check it out. This one right here. This one's everybody's gotta have a good one for this one. Your favorite scene in Star Wars. I would say my favorite scene is well, I'm going with the even though it's a newer one. I'm going with the Vader's hallway scene. That, that's got to be my favorite scene in all the Star Wars, man. When I Appreciate. first saw that in Rogue yeah, One, that. Geez, man, that, that, that crap blew me away. That's like, chills. I had no idea that was coming. And I always talk up Vader. I'm like, man, it's, it's just the older movies. Like, he's not moving as fast just because it wasn't made the same as the prequels and stuff. And then seeing Vader like that, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, for me, I probably got to go uh, Duel of the Fates probably towards the end where uh, the shield gate comes down and Obi-Wan just goes ham on Darth Maul. I mean, obviously, like, Maul and Obi-Wan doesn't really get too much better than that in terms of duels, but just the choreography there is phenomenal and, like, the stakes that Filoni kind of explained where Qui-Gon was fighting for, like, essentially being the father that Anakin needed. I feel like the stakes and emotions there are really high and you, you feel it when you look back at it after hearing the quote? Man, this is conflicting for me because um, everyone, you know, I, I always get this question, like, what's your favorite Star Wars scene? What's your favorite movie? And I'm very, I can't pick a scene. Like, it just depends what day. And like yesterday, I could have said Kanan's end credits in, in Rebels, uh, where Hera and Ezra are looking off in the distance. And then Ezra has his like last moment with Kanan and it's just like, goodbye Kanan. And then this, oh, this amazing music comes in from Kevin Kiner and you're just like, holy crap. Like they just did that. Uh, but today I'm going to say the, uh, cause it still feels like this. Um, 2021, 2021 is not off to a great start. So I got to say <laughs> uh, the ending to uh, the Empire Strikes Back when they're all looking outside that uh, viewport into into space and it's just like they're so defeated um leia just lost her mans um luke i mean luke uh, i want to get into this some other time about luke and his journey post empire 
kind of a last shot, I think, but that'll be another time. But man, I, I just love that. They're like, they're, re, they're kind of like trying to rebuild themselves and they're just like in the medical frigate while the whole Rebel Alliance is like operating. And, and they're even Leia, like as a leader of the Rebel Alliance, she's in the medical bay with, um, with Luke there. And it's just like, it's so emotional. It's like, and Lando and Chewie are off on their adventure to get Han back. And it's just like, bro, you're, like- You're talking me into that scene now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're so defeated, and I think it speaks, you know, to us that every day, like, we can feel the defeated. Like, every day when I came home from high school, for some reason, I just felt defeated every time. And yeah. I always I always thought about that scene or, you know, it's – they're defeated, but they're still going on with their lives. So I think that that speaks to what we have to do. Deep. They're down but not out. Yes, exactly. Uh, I would got to go with victory celebration. Um just classic, so feel good, very emotional. When Anakin's force goes pops up, man, very emotional. Um, which which yeah, Anakin uh, though, Hayden or? Uh, oh, hey, hey, Hayden. come <laughs> come on, now. we're not we're not on that we're not on that. Yeah, let's, not, hey, let's, uh, that's next not. question for next time. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. That's like the perfect perfect ending. Honestly, I think that's probably my one of my favorite movie endings of all time. It's the best movie ending of all time, but, at least in Star Wars, I'd say. But yeah, it's probably, right. probably top three ever as well. If you ask me that question tomorrow, or if you ask me that question tomorrow, that's going to be my answer. Victory celebration. Just watching the Ewoks uh, bonk the heads of the, the Stormtrooper oh. helmets, man. That, that seals it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The music. All right, so here we go. We're going into our next question right here. And uh, Caleb was kind of talking about this when he said uh, his favorite scene. Um, what makes a Star Wars duel good? Man, there's a lot of things that go into it, but obviously the choreography is big. Uh, just the stakes, what's what's at stake? What to the characters yeah. involved in the duel? Do they have like a history? Um, the setting of it is pretty big. The music, the score. I mean, how cool the characters are. It's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's got to be like a perfect melting pot. Because we get examples of, I'm not going to say sucky duels, because I mean, everything's pretty cool, but in Clone Wars and in Rebels, like just regular Inquisitor fights or like Ventress versus Anakin for the 400th time. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, as cool yeah. as yeah. something super high stakes, like Ahsoka right. versus Maul. That, that was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. That was Although like, at the um, same time, cleanest. I gotta, gotta say, like, Obi-Wan versus Maul just never gets old for me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I think, I think Caleb answered that uh, question well, so I'm going to uh, name of a duel, name a duel that I, that I thought was there in terms of, like, choreography, but, like, lack music, because as Caleb said, you need music. And one of the bummers in Rise of Skywalker was Kylo Ren versus Rey um, on that. Like, I listen, I, I really liked the, the duel, like the choreography was good. I was like, oh, I was vibing to when they were clashing sabers on the, on the Death Star 2 from the throne room. Yeah. And then it transitions to them like fighting over these steel beams. And I'm just like, whoa, this is very re- reminiscent of Anakin versus Obi-Wan. I'm like, okay, this is great. But like the water, oh, the water was great. You know, the setting, as Caleb said, is important too. And the water just coming over them and 
Kylo Ren walk, walking, like Ray jumps over a wave and he just walks right through it. Like that is That's insanely awesome. good. That's awesome. But the music was just like not there. And like, yes, the sound effects was great, but like the music was not there to add to the emotion. Also, I felt like there was no stakes to it. So I was just like, all right, like yeah, this, this is what we're doing. But other than that, like I, I thought the fight was great, but you know, but the, the music, you got to have music, you got to have stakes, you got to have a reason to fight. So uh, that's kind of how I feel about the duels and Attack of the Clones where like the, the choreography is fine or whatever, but um, yeah, it's just, it, I, I'm just bored with it at that point. So yeah, yeah. that's that's my take. Yeah, I would say having, you know, a lot of duels don't have this because you know the characters are going to survive, but like actual tension where somebody might die, right? And uh, that sort of mm-hmm. brings you to that edge of your seat. That's, that's why I think Duel of the Fates is by far the best. That's why something like Maul versus that's... Obi-Wan at the, the, their last duel. I mean, you kind of knew Maul was going to die, but that one's also amazing. Vader versus Ahsoka. You know, Ahsoka c- could have really died there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I, agree. I think uh, Maul and Obi-Wan's final duel, that's like a perfect example of like choreography and like crazy stuff isn't everything. Yes. Because that that was like awesome. Yeah. The yeah. build up to that was unreal. Just like the mental gymnastics they're both doing yeah. against each other, like psyching each other out essentially. And then Obi-Wan lures him into killing him or trying to kill him the same way he killed Qui-Gon. It's pretty perfect. When, when, when meaning takes over choreography, I'll take it. So... Yeah. And I, I love that fight, that duel in, instantly. Like, I didn't realize that it was Obi-Wan's, like, same uh, move or, you know, what just what Caleb just said until I watched uh, Rebels Recon and they pointed out when behind-the-scenes stuff. And I was like, oh, shoot, like, that's awesome. And I love the duel even more. Like, people at first were, like, disappointed with it. But I was like, guys, you guys got to go watch this Rebels Recon on starwars.com the youtube channel or whatever like go watch it and your your experience with the duel will just enhance like you will even change your opinion on it so go check it out and that happened to a lot of people so they were definitely prepared for the backlash yeah they were like wait 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 before you say anything check this out it's it's got meaning exactly yeah um speaking of rebels here's a good question what are your thoughts on rebels let's hear from you guys Mm. very good mm. I think it's really solid it gets compared oh. to, to the Clone Wars way too much it, it's got yeah, it on its own people got to look at it as its own thing I mean yeah it continues storylines and character stories from the Clone Wars but it's its own thing it's about a family it's not about a war I mean it is about a yeah. war but that's like an underlying factor of it unlike the Clone Wars yeah. that's all about war basically and character development takes like a backseat but rebels is all about the character development i love i I just love yeah i just love rebels so much um i've been on like on a journey with it uh like for the past six years and i just i just love that show so much um there it definitely has some you know some high ends and some low ends but like overall it's just a very very good show and i think it's um when you when you watch it uh when you kind of binge watch it where you watch it consecutively it's um it's a much more uh structured and consistent show than when you watched it like 
Oh, I caught an episode, yeah, week to week or caught an episode in 2014 and you're like, what the heck is going on here? But it's just really like, I love season one. I love season two. I love season three. And season four to me is still like, I love the the end half of it, but like the first half is very weak, but I I very much love the second half. And uh, yeah, I just, I just love Rebels overall. And and there's, people are still discovering Easter eggs from it uh, in the show. So I think that's that just speaks to and not just you know like oh here's a reference to this but just like little oh Ezra had this wristband that he wore in episode two which I don't uh someone as Morgan gave him and he was wearing it when he met him again like just little stuff like that it's just like well it really speaks to the creator's uh ability abilities to you know connect everything and and keep it consistent so I like it a lot (laughs) I just think people that haven't seen it man you guys are missing out. Bro. You should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was kind of the br- that was kind of the bridge that took me from like, eh, do I really want to get into all this stuff as a fan? And then I I made that leap, watched it, and that's kind of what made me a big fan. Oh, you made the leap. Yeah, that, that was the leap. That was the leap, and it it has such a wholesome like. You go you go really that, close. Yeah. You go really close to them. This may be a bad comparison, but shows like. It, it, it kind of reminded me of like when I binged like The Office or like Parks and Rec. I don't know if you, I mean, you've probably heard of those shows. Like they just have like a really wholesome feel, even if they're like comedy based, like you just like really grow close to this group of characters. And then when it's over, you're like mildly depressed for a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially with season four, man. Those stakes felt Aiden's super death, high. Man. The ending, Aiden's bro, was tough. after uh, Rogue One and stuff. With season four coming out, I was like, "Dang, man, like, this this could be tough on on the on the ghost crew, man." But um, all right, so actually, this is good with Rebels too because Rebels did this a lot, um, bringing characters from Legends back into canon. So, um, if you guys could choose one person from Legends, what would you guys uh, you guys want to bring back? Hmm. My answer would be uh, Thrawn, but they already brought him back. So I really have no, I probably just, and not because they're a favorite. So like when I joined Instagram in 2013, I just dated myself, by the way. But when I joined Instagram in 2013, like at the time people were like still post or like, you know, posting about this blue alien guy with red eyes. And I was just like, who is this guy? Um, I was like, yeah, who, I mean, who, a blue alien, like this is so, you know, you don't see anything like this in the movies, really. So I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So he always, like, fascinated me. And, of course, when he was seen in the Rebels trailer, uh, I was like, oh, shoot, there he is again. And uh, I was like, oh, I, I think I might like, might like this guy. It's a little bit weird. I wish they continued to fit with the Inquisitor storyline, but I'm, I'm ready for this. And Rebels blew me away. So um, I'm going to say Darth Revan because I don't know, like, anything about the character. So I'm just hoping that they could bring him into like, uh, you know, into a novel or into a comic or, you know, I would love for him to appear in, in something in the Disney plus series, uh, just so I could familiarize myself with him because yeah. it's just going to take a lot for me to read through all his material and understand his character. So just, just do it for me, please. And um, everybody speaks of him so highly too. So I want to see like where the hype's at, man. He's like, like- he's my favorite character and I'm like he's like another Anakin I mean like in the sense that like 
he went through the whole spectrum, right? Like, he was a yeah. Jedi, a Sith. Like, I, I think that just has a basic appeal to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, Mike, and then otherwise, of... I mean, I'd say, like, I mean, he's he's canon, but Darth Plagueis, I mean, we literally don't really know anything about him other than that he was Palpatine's master and that he died by his hand. So, like, yeah, really I second that. what I'm looking for in... The, uh, the acolyte is some some pl- or some content on Darth Plagueis because he's I, pretty I hope, awesome. That'd be cool. I hope they give us. I think his master is Teneb- Tenebris or something, and Tenebris yeah, and Plagueis. Tenebris. Yeah, I, I think that would be a really cool duo. I mean, the timeline fits if they're if they're yeah, right definitely. about the fact that it's what fifty years before uh-huh. Episode One. Yeah. If they're yeah. if that's true, then I mean, those are the only dark side characters i could imagine being in it unless they like really do something sort of wacky in terms of like dark side characters that aren't sith i don't know right it's a golden opportunity to bring plagueis and possibly uh tenebris back into it and i hope they take advantage of it yeah so, that'd be cool yeah mike you kind of you kind of copied my exact thoughts i was thinking revan too but since you copied oh. that i'm gonna say um is it mara jade or mara jade I think it's Mara Jade. But I, I think way, if they introduce works. her, I think that'd be pretty cool. And it could kind of build, like, if um, if her and Luke had, like, a relationship or something and then she died or something, like... Bro, that would be too depressing. <laughs> but, but that would, like, kind of, like, topple on top of Luke's, like, in, in episode eight. Like, that dude's just flat-out depressed. And yeah, that kind of yeah, topple yeah, on it top would of work. Yeah. yeah, that could be a good way to add to his reasoning for that being like that but do we want to get to uh which upcoming star wars project are we most excited for yeah did i see we could do that that quickly maybe yeah yeah so so, yeah let's just go quick what what are you guys excited for the future's looking pretty bright uh there's a bunch of new stuff coming out Andor's looking really good but um i'm most excited for the bad batch for sure because it's it looks like the Clone Wars season eight, basically, yeah. and I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, I'd probably go. I'm going Book of Boba Fett, man. He stole the show in Mandalorian for me. I was more hyped to see him than Ahsoka. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. I fully agree yeah, with that. I was, that. Dude, I was, I was going yeah. crazy when that dude popped up. So, I'm going Book of Boba Fett, man. I want to see that dude go crazy in his own show. I don't know. For me, I, I mean, look, I'm excited for mostly everything coming out um but like i'm excited for rangers of the new republic like that sounds super 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 awesome uh book of boba fett was a total surprise so i'm excited for for that and not only that it's boba fett but like it's fennec too i really love fennec and mandalorian season two badass dude like dude it's a badass one i'm ready for that um do you think do you know do you think that they are um i don't know i kind of in in the tragedy i got kind of a a vibe that they were like mm. more than more than uh you know partners, partners. so yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hey, i'd be down for that in her whole midsection like robotic yeah, yeah. basically she's got a so, uh, I mean, robotic gut I mean, I'm excited for that. So I, if they if they go that way where they uh, establish them as a couple, hey, I'd be down for it. Um, uh, but the one I'm most excited for is not even Ahsoka. I, I mean, I'm very much – oh, my, we're getting an Ahsoka show. 
But I got to say, uh, The Acolyte now, that was not my favorite until reading about the High Republic content, bro. Bro, I'm I'm just beyond excited for that for that for that era to like read about these characters and then get references to them in that show or get like uh, some more lore added to the era. Even though it's gonna be like I think like a hundred fifty years, uh, you know, uh, gap between the the books and the um, the series. But like, man, I'm so excited for it. So I, I'm excited to to you know, visualize a bit of what I'm reading about. So I'm excited. I'll say all, all three of those shows you've mentioned so far, Bad Batch, Acolyte, and Book of Boba Fett, I'm very excited for all of them. I'll say the Obi-Wan show, though, Ooh, just because, dang. bro, we're, we're getting live action. Say. We're getting live action Darth Vader again. I mean, come on. I, I, and I, I saw, like, the tweet, like, there's they showed the investors, like, an image where he's, like, sitting on some throne, like, bro... And that's good. Cool, I'm gonna be really excited for that, and we're gonna see Hayden probably some flashbacks if they bring back Qui Gon for like, I don't know if he's like a Force ghost communicating with Obi Wan. Oh my god, that'd be perfect. Oh, I mean, come on, they, they gotta that, bring that, back Qui Gon. It has insane potential. And they they got a great cast going on like they, so far, yeah. so I think they definitely could bring back uh, Bro, Liam, Liam, Liam and Hayden. Oh my god, yeah, yeah that's so another one where like better. it's a golden opportunity to have. Qui-Gon in there, just like it is a golden opportunity for the Acolyte to be about Plagueis and Tenebris. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't take that opportunity, I'm going to be pretty disappointed, but we'll be, see where be it disappointed goes. Because it's a, it's, be disappointed because Acolyte is a, what the rumors say is that it's going to be a female-centric uh, show. So it probably Plagueis is be, a chick. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm not understanding about that show. I don't understand I that I definitely either. think Plagueis is going to be a chick. Is the... F- is a female protagonist because I mean they talk about how they're going to explore dark side stuff. So I don't really understand if the female protagonist is actually going to be some dark sider or I don't know what that I've, means. But it'd I'd be, be kind of lore breaking, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm open to it's it. Go- still. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's. Sh- it's going to be a Sith. I think it's just going to be uh, dark. We're going to explore the because here's the thing with. I'll go on a quick rant before we end the show. The thing for me about the High Republic that I find so fascinating is, uh, and even one of the uh, preview copies I'm reading right now, um, they go into the fact that there are no darksiders in this in this era, like any known ones. Um, you know, like it's really the Jedi taking up uh, the usage of the Force. They're the only ones using it right now. So what I want to see is, and that's how the era is going to end, the High Republic era, is when these Sith baddies or a Sith wannabe baddies show up so i'm excited for like to see that premise to see you know we're in a time of enlightenment and then here come these uh these dark side people blackening the the white sphere the white the white atmosphere that there is they're they're coming in they're gonna blacken everything and i'm excited to see what kind of and you know it's probably not even like it maybe we'll see Plagueis towards the end of the show or reference or like something like maybe he guides these sith acolytes uh, he just right makes direction. a cameo as like a banker in his alternate persona. That yeah. would be so cool. oh, <laughs> if they just that did that, that would be chilling. That would be cool. That would be great. Be yeah. great. What's, his, what's his name? Like the... the mask something? Hugo yeah, the mask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited for the cool. uh, for the for the acolytes to like all of a sudden these acolytes are popping up um, in, in the corner of the galaxy and all these Jedi are like, wait, but 
but we're you know we're in a time of enlightenment right now it's just us yeah. and you see these dark side people uh show up i definitely would like to see a Plagueis thing but i, I really want this to contribute to the high republic era than it than it contributing to the skywalker saga that's just me that's a good point yeah that's fair all right guys i i think that's wrapping it up right there that was a good way to end off um high republic let's hype join the hype train for that one but um, yes that's all that's all we got for today um i appreciate all you guys for for hanging out with me talking with me today and then i appreciate everybody for listening in um anytime thanks for joining the gang everybody stay safe out there have fun but you know socially distance fun and uh, where can people find you on instagram though oh yeah you guys can find me at the.bro.wars where can the beautiful people find you guys uh y'all can find me at uh all underscore star wars uh i'm doing some in- real instagram uh testing but i'm probably done with it today but other than that like i'm going to be covering the high republic era as i'm reading along these uh books so um yeah join me if, if, if you're not gonna read the books just join me and i'll, I'll let you in on the know on all the lore of the of the era so far so yeah that's that's where you can find me y'all can Astro find Bong me Krell. oh go ahead go oh, ahead bad. Bad. uh y'all <laughs> can find me on the spotlight. <laughs> star wars underscore database on instagram and uh follow me on my quest to post every still from the bad batch show before it releases yes sir <laughs> that's a really I'm, good I'm series I'm not gonna be there. Okay, I'll, I'll be just there. a hater. Yeah, facts. Uh, <laughs> find me at ma- ma- master underscore bong underscore crow. I think you won the award for the best name. Yeah. No, no, isn't his name Pong? Why'd you change it to Bong? I'm confused. For the memes, what do you mean? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, that's before we get no, into that, guys. I, I know these guys are driving to work or something. You know, they, they, they're <laughs> trying to hop out the car, but they're like, man, I got to listen to what they're saying at the end. We're ending <laughs> it right here. You guys have a good one. I'll catch you all later. Stay safe out there. And to those of you that are listening in, thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.